Hey guys, welcome back. It's time to get into episode three of The World of Hair. This time round, I'm joined by someone whose work I've admired and whose strong work ethic is truly inspiring. Whether it's seamless, vivid color melts or up to the minute high energy education, Norman Bolton has it covered. Oh my goodness, Norman Bolton is sat in my flat. We've just had coffee and cake. Not that either of us needed any more caffeine, but he is here. Thank you so much for joining me, Norman. Oh, Craig, I am so excited to be here. I am such a Craig fan. I've had 15 coffees and the personality is about to be rolling out. So, Well, we're all about personality here. And just to fill the guys in that are listening, um, we met at a couple of industry events, didn't we, a while back? And obviously we've been Insta friends for a while since then. But I'm a huge fan of Norman's work. He, I mean, it completely blows my mind that he's 21 years old. He turned 21 this year. Um, he's been hairdressing now for how long? Um, I've been training, I've done training for four years and then I've been qualified for a year. He's been qualified for a year and I will say now before we go any further guys, if you haven't heard of the NB's work, of Norman's work, <laughs> please go down below and check the link to his Instagram because he is majorly talented. He does the most beautiful colour work from the most natural balayage to the most beautiful colour bleeds. He is a colourist at Not Another Salon, Sophia Hilton's salon in the East End of London. And, you know, I could go on and on and on about how beautifully technical his work is. And we will, I will probably go on a lot more um, throughout this podcast. But he's also full of positive energy. So I was dead chuffed when he agreed to come and join me here on The World of Hair to talk about his career so far and his views on certain things within the industry. Aww. I'm shook. I'm actually shook to be here today. So honestly, thank you so much. I, I couldn't believe that you actually asked me to come and have a chat about my, my life. So I am so honoured to be here today. Thank you so much, Craig. I love you. Right. And I love the environment we're in now in Craig's beautiful house. I feel like I'm in the world of mansions as we speak. So I love that. I love that. Thanks for having me. So um, as I've already said, your work is so beautifully executed and it's so dreamy. And it's just over a year since you qualified. Yeah. So it's clear that you love what you do. You have a real passion. And I've heard from other people within the industry that have been to Not Another Academy and that you've done some teaching work with that they love the energy of of how that big NB puts himself out there. (laughs) So what is it exactly that got you into hair? How did you come into this industry? Oh, such a good question. It's a big question, I'm sorry. That's okay because we've got a lot of time. Yeah. Um, I started when I was 15. Yeah. Um, and when I was at school, basically, they were doing the, you know, when you pick your GCSEs or whatever you're going to be choosing. Yeah. So basically, how it basically worked was the boys do construction and the girls do the hair. And I wanted to do the hair because it just seemed like a fun thing to do. I could go and gossip with the girls on a Wednesday. So you could actually do that? Yeah. You did that in your last year of school? So they do it on like an afternoon in okay. between your lessons. You get on like this big minibus. And obviously the boys' construction ones were so boring. <laughs> Me on the boogie bus on the way to college would be doing like really basic stuff like shampooing and sets. Okay. And so did they have an actual kind of like salon setup that so you went to? So you drove to a college, like a local college. Wow. Like an adults college. Yeah. Yeah, from boy to man. And then I basically learned how to do sets and really basic stuff because you can't pick up a pair of scissors until you're 16. Yeah. yeah. And did you... and. Throughout those trips, did you realise quite quickly that hair was something that you really wanted to get into? 
do you know what? Not really. Like, I knew that I was going to be a hairdresser and I knew that it was going to be my destiny. Okay. I just always knew that I was going to be a hairdresser for some reason. It was just always going to be the thing that I ended up doing. Yeah. Um, but I suppose on the way there, it was just, I always wanted more and <laughs> I always wanted to jump straight into work. So when I finished them courses, I jumped, like, I didn't have six week off until, like, you go back and do your university or whatever, you like, your A-levels. I just went into full-time work straight away. I started the graft. Wow. So you realised um, with those trips to the college and to the hair salon, the early trips to the salon at the age of 15, it's kind of crazy. We were talking on the way to my flat when I went to go meet Norman because we both went into hairdressing at the same age because yeah. I was 15 too. I wasn't the most um, academic 15-year-old yeah. and I always, like him, I always knew that I wanted to be a hairdresser. So you knew on those early trips um, to the hairdressing college that it was something you wanted to do. Yeah. But then when you left school, how did you get into the industry? Um, funny question, actually. I was always set to go to college and I was just going to do my MVQ and just get along with that. I didn't really have any like big, big, big dreams. So you were going to do your MVQ full time at college? Yeah, I was just going to be full time at college, like a local college. I'm from Hertfordshire, so I was going to have a Hertfordshire life yeah. in the country. <laughs> Horse and carriage left, right and centre. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. <laughs> Stay true to my roots. And then one day, um, my mum, like she's a pharmacist and she's full of the goss all the time so actually like a big hairdresser went in she was talking about me and that I was going to go to college and then he just said no you have to do an apprenticeship in London that's where it's at um so she got first-hand advice she got first-hand advice and he basically convinced her that um that if I wanted to really have like a really great career and because where I'm from it's so accessible to get into London it's just like six stops away on a train like he thought that it would be not utilising an opportunity that could be there. Does that make sense? Yes. So he basically said that if you don't go to um, and do an apprenticeship in London, you're not going to be living your best life. Yeah. And we we kind of know, I mean, now that you are in the industry yeah. and you've been in it for four years and, and I've been in it for 30 years this year, but we do know as hairdressers that it's probably best to be in a salon environment, yeah. isn't it, to get the best kind of education because it's hands-on yeah. and you come up much quicker throughout the ranks as you have really shown because you've been doing it for four years. And like I said earlier on, guys, check out Norman's socials because... <laughs> Stop it, you. No, his work <laughs> is just like so incredibly oh, dreamy. So you got a job in a salon yeah. in London. Mm. Um, for those of you listening who don't know, um, Norma's from Hertfordshire. Strangely, because um, we obviously are sisters, I am from Hertfordshire we are too. sisters at heart. Country girls, through and throughout. And Hertfordshire is probably, what was it, about half an hour away on the train? Uh, I mean, you? if you're telling a client, it's obviously going to be an hour and a half because I've come so far to be here. But in reality, it's about 40, 50 minutes. Okay. Like shortage, it's Brick Lane, the salon they work in now. It's quite tucked away yeah. from Hertfordshire anyway I don't think it's in the middle of nowhere but to me yes. like a small country boy with his hunter wellies on um, <laughs> I, there's a vision quite, now of you and your hunter wellies yeah, this... small town girl big town dreams come into the city it's it's a long way for me to go but I've worked in it for so long now it's so like normal to me London and commuting and so that salon was in central London the first salon that you yes, worked it was in, in at the age of 15 Street, okay actually. my mum got me the job so because my mum knew because my mum got this advice that I was meant to start an apprenticeship, I didn't know anything about it. I was just going to do what my mum told me. Yeah. <laughs> so then she sent off about 15 CVs to all the big salons in London, like Charles Worthington, Pessy Reed, wow. um, all the salons. She basically Googled top 10 best salons, sent off my CV for me in like an envelope with a covering letter. <laughs> we love mums, don't we? Really? Like do you know what? She was so amazing for me. And I didn't really, I'm so thankful that she actually done that because look at my destiny now. And if I 
like back then obviously I wasn't going to listen to my mum very much but I was going to go to the interviews that she suggested but she clearly knew that you would have a passion for this industry yeah and okay. she sent me in a suit when I was 15 wow. to, my, to, to a hair interviews in a full my prom suit my M&S suit and I was like if I my mum that. said so then it's going to be like right and this is what people do it's not but it does make a good impression I suppose <laughs> I so would not do that again and as a 15 year old how was that transition from you know having been going to college um, and doing the shampoos and sets and stuff and then going into a salon. Oh my God, it was mental. Yeah. So I was 15. I just, like, in a couple of months in first starting, I just turned 16. Okay. And I was working in a salon and the second youngest person was like, second youngest person was 34. Wow. So there was a big age gap and I just came out of school and you think I'm this chatty after a few coffees. I was hyperactive when I was younger. I was chatty and vocal and I just felt really really young so I had to grow up quite quickly yeah because that's what they wanted and that's what they wanted around clients in particular so I sort of learned the hairdressing you know what I mean like the the way the, the way that salon works I learned that quite fast yes I had to because I was I was so young in a such an adult world full of older people but by about 15 years I've been doing it for a long time and I was so fresh into it I had to learn the ropes quite quickly because I was chucked straight in and would you say that you because you wanted it you know, I mean, just talking to you and the times that we have chatted and chatted on Instagram, you know, you are such a positive person, but you always seem to be striving for something else. I mean, now you are, we'll get into it in a, a bit later on, but you are teaching and not another academy, which oh, is, I, love it. I mean, it's quite incredible for someone that's 21 to be doing that. But do you think you've always pushed yourself forward? You know, obviously being so young, 16 years in the West End of London mm-hmm. in a salon, it's quite a full-on environment. Yeah, um, absolutely. So you've always st- strived to push yourself forwards. Mm, I don't even know, not necessarily. Like, when we come on to the salon later, I'll tell you more about, like, why I wanted to work where I am now. But I suppose well, that I just wanted to be really good, and that's why I was in London. I just wanted to be a really good hairdresser. Well, maybe that's a great point to yeah. segue into that. So... You, you fell in love with the industry. Yeah. You were wor- already working in the West End of London. And then, obviously, you went to Not Another Salon. Oh, so my home. Your home. <laughs> my sister. Your spiritual Shout hair home. Not Another Salon. <laughs> so how was it that you came across Sophia's, you know, unique and... Oh, I was such a big fan. I okay. I was such a fan. So I was following Sophia um, for about a year before she opened Not Another Salon when she was working in Bricks and Bricks. Wow. And Sophia at the time... Oh, God, she'd murder me if I got this wrong. I um, was like, yeah, no. Sorry, babes. Um, sorry, boss, excuse me. And I, she was posting a lot of like really cool, different hair ups that I've never really seen before. I mean, yeah. I had been working in the West End scene, but I wasn't really exposed to this kind of side of the industry that people would tie hair in knots all around the head and incorporate into outfits. I remember seeing her images and just thinking, that is so far away from my reality now that it's just nice to gaze at. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, she, it's safe She's to say, amazing. and to anybody that's listening to this, um, you know, I've put all my friends in the States that, that don't know about Not Another Salon and Sophia and their work and how incredible mm-hmm. they are and how they've pitched themselves kind of outside of the box of hairdressing. Um, if you haven't heard of Sophia, um, Sophia Hilton or Not Another Salon, then go and check them out. And I'll link as many socials as I can down below. But um, Sophia is a truly talented human being. Yeah, she's amazing. She is incredible. So you, you'd you been following Sophia. Yeah. It was somewhere that you've obviously had always wanted to work yeah. when she opened the salon. Mm-hmm. So tell me about how you ended up working at the salon. Okay. Um, I remember when she put up that she was opening a salon... Um, and she said that she was recruiting. And this was when her work was getting a bit more colour-based as well. And I was in 
another salon and I was just getting by, just working through my apprenticeship, I suppose. And I remember looking at this recruiting page that she had put up and this is before the salon opened. So she just made up a little recruiting page and she said, yeah. I'm going to be opening a salon and I want people to join me on this adventure and I really want to grow people and make them the best. But I was just too comfortable, Craig. I had a job that I, I liked and I was doing relatively well. I was gliding for my apprenticeship. I had been doing it for about three, four years at this point. So I didn't really want to take a plunge. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I was yeah. quite comfortable. I was had rose tinted glasses on because I was just getting through life all right. Like it was okay. fine. I was getting from A to B where I wanted to be eventually. But then I saw this opportunity and I thought, oh, should I, should I not? And I decided against it because... Um, it was just too much of a risk for me to just leave my comfort zone from where I was. Yeah. And then. And how old were you at this point? I was 18, 19. Okay. And then she obviously opened up another salad and boom, <laughs> it just blew up. And I actually remember sitting on my sofa with my best friend Katie, and she's a hairdresser too. Right. Shout out to Katie. And big we, up to Katie. Big up to KH. And we were watching together and looking at the page of the Instagram and just being like, oh, it looks amazing. The colour work was just. Insane, and I don't know if you agree, Craig, but when the salon opened, there wasn't this type of vivid colouring in London in yeah, the no. sense that she was doing it. Yeah, like there's been vivid colours and they're not new, but the way that she was executing yes. them and the way that the salon was producing work like this from a new team yeah. that had just been open for like two months, let's yeah. say, and the work that was coming out of there, I was just looking at Instagram and thinking, this place is on Brick Lane, yeah, <laughs> this is not far from me, like this could actually be a reality, but then again. People like, I remember showing her the page, my friend Katie, and being like, oh, wouldn't you love to work there? What an amazing opportunity. Yeah, I think it's safe to say, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there, but there really wasn't anything else. There was nothing like it. Like that. I mean, Sophia was known for her work at Brooks and Brooks. Obviously, yeah. she'd done, you know, won the competitions that she had mm. won and really put herself out there as a yeah. colorist as well as a stylist. But the, I mean, I will agree with you that the minute that the salon opened and, you know, the Instagram started to grow, the mm. account started to grow. I mean, the work is of such beautiful quality. It's um, just like, I remember watching it and just thinking, like, I could never imagine doing anything like this because it's just, it, it's just and now you are. And, and now you are. And look at the chances, how the universe has aligned me and Sophia perfectly. <laughs> so you went to go and meet with her um, yeah. and you went to start at the salon and okay and became so part of the team for about nine months okay and then she put up another recruiting thing and it's by the point like by this point i think the hidden rainbow had come out do you know the picture i'm talking yes. about and the hidden yeah. rainbow hair and this had just blown the salon up to like another proportion it just went from it got a lot of news coverage it got a it? lot of news coverage and i remember looking at sophia becoming this like beyonce i <laughs> like everyone was watching her and everyone was looking at it yeah and everyone that i spoke to in the salons that i worked in started to recognize it a bit more yeah. because it was so different and like even pictures of the salon and the staff and everyone like loving life and there's looks crazy you know in the salon crazy in the sense that i'm from a very posh west end salon background yeah and all of a sudden i'm seeing crayola pencils melted onto a wall with a hairdryer yeah like this is another side to it that i didn't see for anybody again that hasn't seen the not another salon instagram check it out because the salon's really brightly yeah. colored it's quite mm. different from the sort of monochromatic black and white salons that, that we are used to, to. Yeah. west end girls and like east london i felt like i was in the bronx <laughs> and then all of a sudden i'm going to brick lane so you started at Not Another Salon yeah. and obviously Sophia is brilliant at championing, you know, basically young talent because she has a lot of talented people. There's yeah, Harriet right. that works with you, who is mm, also an incredibly, Harriet. Harriet Stokes, who's incredibly talented. So 
was your education within the salon then quite fast tracked or how did you because obviously you joined the salon and then you were on the shop floor within about a year is that yeah, right? Yeah, about like not, uh, 10 months or so. Wow. So that's quite fast. Yeah, so when I joined, I said to Sophia in my interview, I want everything, I want this, this, this and that, I want to be the best thing that's ever happened at a modern salon. She was like, yeah, sure. Um, but you basically have to work for it and what you put in is what you get out and she's always made that very clear. Mm. She's always basically said, if you put the time and the effort in, then I'm happy to reward that with um, opportunities. Yeah. Does that so, make sense? Yeah, so she wasn't, she wasn't basically promising you the oh, world. Yeah. She said you it was can up, work here. But it was up to you. Yes, but you can work here, absolutely. Here's the job. I said that I felt like <laughs> I was really nervous in my interview and I said to Sophia, I felt like I was ugly Betty. <laughs> I said I feel like I'm ugly Betty Sophia in that magazine that like she goes to work for and then she yeah, finds yeah. her true self. And I was like, why did I say that? But she loved it anyway. And obviously ugly Betty got the job. <laughs> then I started to work from there. And so I remember um seeing on your Instagram because I think we met before originally before you were qualified but I yeah. remember seeing you like mm. passing out your we call it a soiree so you did a lot of models uh, you'd finished your training and you were mm. on to the shop floor yeah. tell me what it felt like to qualify as a colorist at not another salon and what it was like basically finishing the training that you had set out you know set yourself to and reaching mm. that goal what did that feel like oh that was amazing i mean considering i was looking at my sofa a year ago saying how much i wanted to work down all of a sudden like, we call it a test so you basically yep. have this big test day sophia gives you a brief like do this x amount of things i'll put the highlights about yards them kind of things yeah things that they want to see where your skill yeah and then it is just so much pressure to get all these things together for someone who has no experience in getting models and outfits and everything sorted for this big test it's a so lot. it's a total look is it's it it's a total look i mean okay. you're not really you just get given a brief but you want to impress everyone yeah and you want to make sure that you look like you've really put a lot of work into this it's a lot of pressure she films you on instagram live oh wow and okay they check the models in silence because it's not meant to be silent but everyone just goes a bit quiet yeah it's, it's, it's kind of intense it's a real intense moment it is so intense how many models did you do i done three okay um she wanted to see, I believe, four things, like four looks. So I just condensed them into three models to make my life a little bit easier. Yeah. And I done this like half and half look. It was yes, half green, I remember half that. Blue, yeah. But it was the first kind of experience that I ever had with presenting. And I had to talk in front of everyone. I'd done a presentation, and the whole presentation was on something that Sophie used to say, which was you can do anything, anything that you want in hair as long as it remains feminine and beautiful. Yes. And it was this big, long speech, so I highlighted feminine and beautiful and called that my presentation. Love that. I know. How cringe, I love it. I have <laughs> to say, it, you know, I am sitting here opposite Norman, I'm just smiling from ear to ear oh. because, you know, our industry, I'm so passionate about the hair industry and I know that Norman is too, but, you know, it's so great that there's a 21-year-old who's so excited <laughs> about all of it. So... You qualified, yeah. you did your test, everyone was happy. Yeah, results. Sophia told you that you were going to be on the shop floor. Yes. And I know that you guys at the salon are incredibly busy oh, and yeah. very, very booked yes. out. Every day is a Saturday. Take, take me through your kind of normal, you know, like a standard day in the salon doing clients. She's really good to us, Sophia, um, because when you just qualify, you only do two or three clients a day. Okay. So you're not chucked in with 17 balayages and 17 haircuts. You just do what you can. Yeah. Um, when I was quite new, like, I don't know how you feel, but I was really slow. Sure. I was really it slow. It takes time, doesn't to it? to make it perfect. And there's yeah. so much pressure working there as well because of the pictures and the images. And actually, everyone's there to support you, but it felt quite 
quite scary. Yes. Because it's suddenly one day you are washing hair and you are helping other people and then the responsibility is all yours. I know it's not as scary as you would say, yeah, but you're new and you're just learning, but it feels a lot of responsibility. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that's a really good point and it's definitely worth touching on. With stylists of, of any age, um, when you're constantly learning and you're constantly updating your mm. skills, sometimes it can feel overwhelming, can't it? And it definitely was, yeah. for a, a, a newly qualified on the shop floor, um, colorist, and some of the jobs that you do are big, you know, four, five, <laughs> six, easy. seven hour yeah. jobs, aren't they? So you were basically allowed to have, to, allowed to grow within yeah, that exactly. time of being on the shop floor. So you've grown. So where we're at now in the salon, how many clients would you see in a day? Um, oh God, good question. Um, Obviously it varies, but give me yeah. a sort of standard. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you can do easily, like on a, this is a busy day, you can do five balayages back to back to wow. back. Okay. But I love it. It's like, it is, you know, when days just fly by. Yeah. And all the clients that come to not under the salon, they are amazing. They've seen the social media and they've seen the Instagram. So they, we just attract what you put out, I suppose. So yes. They're really super chilled. Like, we do run behind. We absolutely do, because we are a colour specialist salon. Yeah. Um, so then again, it's, it's quite crazy, because it's quite busy, and all of this is going on. But we do really have the best clients. I know that's so generic to say we have amazing clients, but we really do attract them, because of the whole ethos of the salon and the no-judgment policy and all yes. of that. Tell me a little bit about that, about the no-judgment policy. Yeah, it's just about, like, just having a fun, safe space. It's not really about... I don't know, some people can feel quite intimidated walking into mm. a salon. Um, but this is just about just... Sophia explains that as in like taking it back to a time in your childhood. Yes. That's why the salon's so bright. And that's why all these things... And we have Rubik's Cubes and yeah. all these fun things to play with. Because it's just meant to distract you from real life for a couple of hours while you get your hair done. I think it's an interesting point, And especially coming from someone like yourself who is so into what he's doing and that, you know, sometimes we forget as hairdressers, don't we, that a lot of clients can feel quite yeah. nervous, yeah. anxious. It's not, it's not always been a positive experience for everybody yes. going to a hair salon. I can't remember what the statistic is, but I think it's something like 70% of um, people would rather go to get their teeth cleaned than rather go, than go to the no hair salon. Way. Yeah, I think it's around the 70%. I would which much is, rather get my hair done yeah, than have my teeth cleaned. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yes. I would always much rather yeah. go to the salon than get I'd my teeth cleaned. I'd much rather have a blow dry than now <laughs> but then yeah. you know it's like i haven't been to the salon but obviously i hear all of this yeah, stuff should, and um, i've got friends welcome. that are clients at the salon and they say you know how cool it and what a safe cool inclusive Aww. vibe it is there it means a lot it's my child i feel like i i really love the salon everyone that works there. i'm really passionate about making it feel really welcoming so it means a lot when you say things like that i well i totally get the vibe from the Instagram feed, well, from everybody that I follow that is from yeah. the salon and the salon, that it is a real team effort. We are sisters. Yeah, we I love are that. sisters. It's With a capital a S. Yeah, sisters doing it for themselves. Um, no, it's amazing. We are a really big family. Um, and we all want the same thing. We yeah. all just want to make it a banging salon. We all yeah. just want to have a really good career for ourselves. We want to have a really easy day, do some really satisfying work, go home, feel proud about yourselves, do amazing things like opportunity wise. I think when you go back to like what we really want out of it, we just want to have a good time. Yeah. We want to have a good time. We want to have some and fun. Do great and hair. Do some really good work. So we've already been chatting um, before. Where was we? We're having our carbohydrates Indulging. and our caffeine um, about education. So yeah. for me, um, education is probably one of the most rewarding aspects of our industry. And I know that you have quickly developed a real massive passion for it because we were chatting, we've been chatting on um, Instagram and... We are pen pals. We so are. And 
you know, you are now involved with Not Another Academy, and oh, you've been that's doing my second child. Yeah. Okay. Because you were telling me that you have been working six days a week. Yeah. So you've been doing five days a week behind the in chair, the salon, yeah. and then you do one day on a Monday, isn't it? Yes. At Not Another Salon. Yeah. So I said to Sophia when I started, like, <laughs> you know, I was crazy because when I first started, like I said to earlier, I sorry, let me just go back. She said what you put in is what you get out. That was the yeah. first thing she told me. So that okay. was set from day dot. So I knew if I worked really, really, really hard, then things would start to pay off quite quickly. She described it as like driving a Ferrari. Do you want to drive a Ferrari or do you want to drive a really fast car? Which one would you prefer to get in? Yeah. So I jumped straight into the Ferrari, said, Sophia, I want to work six day weeks. I want to just help out in the academy. I don't really want like to be, um, I just want to help out. I just want to be there. I just yeah. want to be around it. And she was like, oh, yeah, are you sure? Let's try it for three months. And then it turned into two years. Wow. So then I yet the academy every Monday because I just, I just loved it and I wanted to be around it. And what is it you love about it so much? Tell me. I used to think that I wanted to be this really big session stylist and I wanted to do a lot of hair ups. This was before I even started anything in my career. Okay. Because I think people just see that and they see the glamour of it yeah. and they, it just looks and it is an amazing thing to be. But it's funny how like my... God, it's sacred into my destiny. But my crystal ball has shaken me into more of an education room. Yeah. Well, um, let me tell you, session work is not always as glamorous as you think it is. Yeah, but it, <laughs> yeah, it looks it on an Instagram picture, Yeah, totally. And it looks like it from the stories. Oh, I've yeah. worked with celebrities and I've done red carpets and I've done this and that. Mm. And it sounds like something that you really want because isn't that the dream? Yeah. But it's funny that when I got into education and working in the academy, I really love... I don't love the word teacher. I love the word more of an educator. Like, I know something... And I want to tell you about it, so I'm going to really break it down in a way that you can understand it. So good. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So, like, I really just want to take away the whole, like, I'm a teacher thing. Listen, I know a couple of things about this. Some people, when they come to our academy, they go, oh, you make it look so easy. And I'm like, yeah, but if I went to your salon and done what you do every day, I'd say that to you. Yeah. But that's why people come to our academy, because it's more of a safe space, right? They're just like, listen, you have just come here to learn something new that what you didn't know yesterday. We actually like go through our no judgment policy there as well. This is not about judging other people. This is about judging yourselves. Yeah. In the moments where it feels like you can't perform miracles on your first go, it's okay. It's okay. You're just here to have a good time. Like, please don't be too hard on yourselves. So namaste. <laughs> and what namaste indeed. And yeah. what are some of the things that you cover at Not Another Academy? Um, we have. Oh, they're amazing courses. I know you're, the, the blonde specialist courses. Yes, you're really bleach specialist. Famous for that, yeah. Um, it is, they're so for long, Craig. Yeah. We can have eight models in a day. Wow. Like eight models between the students and it's such a teamwork day, but it is so brain melting because there is so much content. Yeah. Um, I never thought that I would even know half of the things that I'm there when I first went on my first course. It is really, really in-depth. But do you know how we like to describe it? And this is my favourite thing in the world. It's oh. like... Colour specialist for primary school. Yes. It really breaks it down in a really easy way. We love a hot cross bun section. Yeah. We just try and make everything as easy as you can. Yeah. Because we don't want to complicate things too much. There's beauty behind that. There's sure. beauty behind really structured things. But the way that we work in our academy is we just want to make it ABC. So that's a really interesting point. So... Uh, like NBs, NBs like top tip for like <laughs> yeah. creative colouring. Would you say that one of those, one of the big points of that and one of the oh, things that makes it, it is yeah. break it down and mm. keep it really simple? Absolutely, because I think, especially when you're getting into the colouring, it can be really stressful. Yeah. You've never like done a crazy colour before, so I think people think, where do I start? Yeah. And I think what I love about the salon's work is that it may look bright and it may look crazy from an outsider's perspective, but when you actually look at it, very simple. Mm, it's I a very simple that. palette. Such it's a very classy. It's very tasteful. Yeah. So that's what I think takes away the edge of looking at it is that it may look bright, 
but it's actually very simple but tasteful when you yeah. look at it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it's like you said before as well about things being feminine yeah. and about being pretty. It can be appreciated by everyone. Yeah. So you have this passion for education and yeah. you were saying to me um, just literally before we started recording that you now run Not Another Salon's Instagram account. The Academy page. The, sorry, not yeah. Another not Academy. Not Another Academy. Yeah. Um, sorry, I get So confused. Harriet does the salons right. and I do the Academy page. Which is incredible. At 21, you are yeah. putting yourself out there to do the social media for the, for the Academy. Yeah. And how do you find that? How, you know... Um, are you it's really... a bit scary because okay. I always feel like I want to put it across in a really good light yeah. and there's a lot of pressure to because when you look at someone's Instagram you, you make an impression in your mind you make um, a presumption about how it will be yeah. so I always want to make sure that I'm putting it across in the best light um, but we have a lot of support from Sophia and we have Not Another Social which is our social media consultancy company we only have yes. 40 clients in at the moment uh, but we have like a good chat with um, a guy called Ben who basically runs the whole thing along with Steve and that's well. just to fill the people in um, that are listening that's basically it's like a social media hub yeah. where salon owners mm-hmm. can basically have coaching with you guys yeah. isn't it so yeah. it's another aspect to not another academy but it's to do specifically with social media yeah so it's not another social it, that's the company that it is yeah uh, we've actually, well, Sophia just bought the uh, branded term Not Another. Right. So we have Not Another Salon, Not Another Academy, Not nice. Another Social, and Not Another Charity. Great. Yeah. Go, Sophia. Yeah. So, go, girl. Yeah. So, seeing as you are now so involved with this education, you're yes. involved with the social media for the education, uh-huh. I'm going to put you on the spot now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I would like to know that what you, you know, what would be your bit of advice to give a school leaver who's wanting to get into the industry? Okay. What would I advise a school leaver? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do an apprenticeship. Okay. Rather than college. Yeah. No offence to colleges. No. I feel like if you are accessible to go into London and have an opportunity to work for a really big salon. Yeah. With a big name and a good reputation and do banging work, I think that you should absolutely sacrifice a couple of years of scrubbing floors and... Because I've done it all. Yes. I've scrubbed floors with toothbrushes. I'm sure that you know what it's like when you're training as well. Oh yeah, I can remember. It feels like you're never getting anywhere, but... um, Honestly, do you stick out with that apprenticeship? It seems long. It seems really boring. I've done it for four years. I could have been a doctor in that time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it, you know, uh, it's a long yeah. chunk of my life. It's dedication, isn't it? Yeah, it's dedication. I feel like you should really stick with it because dreams do come true. <laughs> they so do. We've, Anything can happen. Before, when we were having our coffee, we were talking about, you know our training and like coming up and dreams come true and all of this stuff and <laughs> sitting here opposite Norman it really he really is a great example of that of modern oh, of, well of modern hairdressing and you know and how if you really put yourself out there you have to put yourself mm. out there and be ready to work really hard then it yeah. can work in your favour obviously you can get to where you want to be I'm trying I'm trying my hardest yeah, well you're doing a great job of it Stop. so Another question that's really going to put you um, on the mark is yeah. what's what does the future have in store for Norman? Oh, I love this question. Yeah, it's a big question. Um, good question. I really want to get more involved in education. Okay. Um, and I also love the presenting side that the salon offers. So, for example, we have um, we're beginning going touring next year. So we wow. have social media shows. We had one throughout the year. Yeah, because yeah. that was the first time that you did some presenting, wasn't some it? Stage work, yeah. yeah. Um, I've just never seen so many people. So me and Harriet, we had a little... So we had a social media day, which was where Sophia was talking all day along with social media experts. And we had a bunch of influencers, we had hairdressers, and it was just the most amazing day. It was in a um, warehouse in yeah. East London. 
Um, and we had our first, um, I had my first opportunity there to actually do some presentation work. And I done it with Harriet and we'd done a full like 10 minute presentation on stage with the mic linked up. It was such a Britney Spears. Wow. Oh, you had like a whole Madonna yeah, head mic thing. a whole Britney moment. It's always quite weird when you do that for the first time. Yeah, yeah. but then like, I've, I've done it quite a few times now and I oh. love it. Yeah. Get me on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> we done it at um, Sunland International this year. Oh, wow. Hairdresser's Journal, and we'd done a, um, a big presentation with drag queens. And and that was, you were doing that for Crazy, was it for, for Crazy Colour? Crazy Colour, Color. Yeah. my sisters at Crazy Colour, I love them. It's um, a great product, Crazy yeah, Colour. Yeah, I love it, and I've only ever used it. So is that, really, is that all you've ever that's used? That's all I've ever used, wow. you know, and the old ones that I've worked for, but I know it through and throughout. I mean, it's iconic. Well, like, what I mean by that is I know it to my best ability through and throughout. Like, I feel like I know the product really well because I've worked with it for a couple of years now. Yes. Um, I just think it's the most reliable one. So, for me, anyway. Yeah. So we all have our favourites, but, I mean, Crazy yeah. Colour is a... It's tomato, a, tomato. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's a British it's a British product, isn't yeah. it? And it is iconic because it's been around since, like, the product, 70s, I think. It's a British product, but it's about American. So, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. A little bit of a fun fact for you. So you want to do more presenting, obviously. Yes, love it. Big up the education. Yeah. And obviously, you're going to obviously still always be behind a chair seeing yeah, clients. Yeah, I love my clients. And I finally got to the place now, after a year of being qualified, that I feel really comfortable on the floor. Like, I still feel a bit scared every day. Okay. Because I'm like, I'm learning, and I think that's quite normal. Especially yeah. when you're quite new to it as well. Yeah. Because well, I'll let you into a secret. I've yeah. been hairdressing 30 years, and I'm still learning. Yeah, exactly. So. I know that. But I just don't want to make big, major... Drama. Um, I don't want to get things wrong. Yeah. On a client, I think everyone thinks that as well. Sure. But for me to actually say it's quite big for me. Well, yeah. I think yeah. it's good to be honest, isn't it? I don't it? want to get things wrong, and I always want to be the best. So there's always a bit of a pressure on you anyway. Yes. I want to be the best that I can be. Um. So I always want to stay behind the chair. I love my clients. My clients love a gossip. I always feel like when I touch their heads, it becomes a whole lot more personal. I love that. And I become a bit more of a therapist. I love and my that. makeup psychology degree just comes into hand. <laughs> He covers every base, does yeah, Mr. MB. Yeah, tell me your problems. But then I have them clients who I just like, put your magazine on, yeah. put your neck down and let's get to work. I think it's, I mean, I'm sure that you'll agree that it is all about people are different. You know, people are individual like and just like we are. Yeah. And, you know, it's all about not only just doing great hair, but it's also getting into how that person feels and how that person wants to spend their time within the salon. Yeah, summer. how they want to spend their money. Yeah. So I have done a few quick questions for you, Norman. Shoot, tell me. So... These are just quick fire, and I want you to just say the kind of first thing that comes into your head. Okay, no pressure. There's no pressure, yeah. obviously. I'm going to okay. think before I speak. Well, so the first one of these is blue or pink? Um, blue. Blue. Yeah. Why, why blue? I was going to say pink. Okay. But I've always loved blue. Okay. Um, is, yeah. blue a lot, is blue a popular colour within the salon? Within Something? the salon, not so much, because it, uh, it has a lot of attachment <laughs> towards it. Yeah. As soon as anyone goes blue, and like, when we say to our clients is that it's the end of the road, because blue will like, never come out of their hair. So, so as basically... I love blue, yeah. but it's also a bit toxic as yeah. well. It's, and it's a death to us part. She can be tricky blue, can't she? She can be tricky blue. Those... She has a lot of issues, but she's stunning. I love that. So the next quick fire one is balayage or ombre? Balayage. Both. Both. That's a good answer. Yeah, I love both. I mean, the way that we teach it in the salons, we on the journey to balayage, they get ombre. Okay. So like fill in all the. Oh, this is not another academy secret. That's great. Not another Nas, um, which is my not another academy abbreviation. Yes. Um, Nazami secret. So we would always send them on an ombre journey first. Yeah. To get to their balayage. But this is giving away too much, isn't it? <laughs> Don't tell anyone. You have to. Yeah, you have you'll to go. You have to book on the course. There you go. <laughs> which, by the way, is 
quite booked up. Yeah, not on uh, www.notanotheracademy.com. <laughs> Click on the booking bay and see you there. There you go. Um, if you want, obviously, if you want to catch Norman in action at Not Another Academy, then that's how to do it. Uh, it's a day. There you go. So another question for you. Uh, have you got a favourite product? Um, what is your favourite oh, product? Great. I am loving, at the minute, the Framar pop-up foil. Oh. Uh, they have it in rose gold. It's available from Salons Direct, okay. which is my favourite company, of course. Love a bit of Sally Jane. I like a bit of Salons Sally Direct, Sally Jane, yeah. my fave. Um, and they have rose gold foils, and it just pops straight out. Wow. So like, it links out. Like, it's not attached to it. So it's just, it just yeah, like, it, it's, it's made a roll of like a five hundred cheese. So it's like pre-cut it's and pre-cut. it's just like a sort of twist and pop kind of action. But it's in rose gold, so it automatically when you get them rose gold foils out, you know that it's going to be the best set of highlights you can. It's fun, it's productive, it's my favourite. Who doesn't love a bit of rose gold? Yeah, Rosie G, my favourite. So my last quick fire, I don't really want this to end, but oh, my, I'm having a lovely time. But my last quick fire question is: wavy or straight? Mm. I know that is such an anti-climax, but like, <laughs> I know, I'm really he sorry. Doesn't want to, he doesn't want to pick. I'm really sorry, listeners, but um, I just can't. I mean, straight has a, play in my, um, a place in my heart, but wavy... Why does, why does straight what, hair... Okay, so, wavy hair can hide a multitude of sins, okay. but also look... Do you know what I mean with the balayage? You can hide everything with a wave. Yeah. I also love a wave... Um, but do you get any? Do you get much chance to style hair within salon? I, I know style most of the clients. Do yeah. you? Okay. So they're always booked back in for blow with us. Oh, okay. Um, or they have a haircut. With, we have cutting specialists in the salon as well. So like they have the option. Yeah. Both. So you do get to do a lot yeah. of finishing. Yeah. So like what surprised me most about the salon is we don't really do curly blow dryers. No. Because I don't face very well. Yes. So we you're always, so right. Yeah. Get it for the gram. <laughs> listen, listen up, guys. It's very, he's very he's bang on there in yeah. the you know the sort of flicky curly blow dries. Look amazing. Yeah, they can look great. But they do like they look amazing in with our eyes. Yeah. But with a phone screen in front, it's just not what it translates to yeah. on a camera. And if you want to, like, I've always believed in and what we teach at the academy as well is if you want that kind of work, you have to photograph it in the best way. Yeah. If you want to do that kind of work, you have to show that you do it the best in your area and put yeah. it out there. So good. Such great advice from NB. Oh, I'm so glad you love it because I was so nervous. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the end of my questions that I have written down. I could sit here and yeah. talk to you forever. Part two. Do you know what I mean? We'll have to get you back on. Oh. We'll have to... We'll have you know to... we should do it in a year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We should make it a regular thing. I would love to but... come back to this mansion there that I'm sitting in right now. We've got a candle going. I feel like it's a Christmas Oh, you've got to have a candle going when there's a podcast. It's a Christmas delight. Carbs, caffeine and candles. Oh, that's our new book. <laughs> so once again, guys, I just want to say, um, if you haven't heard of Norman Bolton, who's going to be linked down below for sure. Maybe. In Normie B and um, Not Another Salon and Not Another Academy, then I am going to link those down below. And it would be, you know, seriously, take a look at them. You will be blown away by the work and some of the insight as well. It's not just, you know, Sophia and Norman and the rest of the gang. They're not just about um, beautiful, seamless hair colouring. They have also some very inspiring stuff out there, which is great because, you know, this industry, sometimes we need inspiring, don't we? We need to pick me up. Yeah. So... All that is left for me to do is to give Norman a massive um, virtual hug. I will be hugging him yeah. once we're off I can't air. move this microphone too far. I feel like I get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for coming along okay. and for doing this. It is, uh, you know, like I said, I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. You are such an inspiring young man. I love you. Young human. Thank keep you. up the good work. And I will keep, I will 
um, stand you to that. I will get you back in a year okay. and we'll do another. It's a day. Of ha- it's love a that. day. Until that time, thank you so much, Norman. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan. So that's it for this episode of The World of Hair. How inspiring is Norman? Big up to him for sharing his story and some insight into the industry we all love. It would be great if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you could show it some love. And of course, as always, it would be great to hear what you'd like to hear me cover in coming episodes. That's it for this time round. And I'll see you all again with episode four.